0: You're listening to True Stories Told Live. Welcome to Speakeasy, where our tellers get on stage with their whole, authentic, beautifully human selves and speak their experience. No notes, just the memory of a life lived. On our stage, you'll hear humor, hope, embarrassment, disappointment, grief, lust, anger, love, remembrance, The whole brilliant and nuanced spectrum of what it is to live as individuals in community with others. Here at Speakeasy, our incredibly gracious audience holds all of it. Sighing together, laughing together, crying together, and cheering our hearts out together. There's a symbiotic thing we've got going here between our tellers and our listeners where each person creates that sacred space that just unflinchingly holds each other's stories, where we bear bits of our souls and bear witness. Join us the first Thursday of every month in Columbus, Ohio, at 7 p.m., where we gather at Wild Goose Creative, nestled in amongst the gallery's newest art exhibit. With a simple theme as inspiration, ten tellers sign up, brave up, step up in front of a microphone, and get honest. What you're about to hear is one of those stories.
1: Hello. It's been a very long time since I've uh, told, so let's hope this goes well. Um, so I am a teacher. Uh, I normally have no problem speaking in front of people, but when I have like casual speaking to do, I get a little nervous. That's okay, though. Uh, so... I am what you might refer to as eccentric. Um, you might notice the bow tie. Um, and in general, eccentric, from my point of view, is sort of you are odd, but in a way that like doesn't get you disinvited to parties. Um, <laughs> but that does make it really difficult to date. Uh, so um, w- with that in mind, I, I want to play... The beginning of a song, which I will finish at the end of the story. So, <laughs> So I met uh, Aaron when uh, I was about two years into uh, being single again. I, I was married. I got divorced. And uh, I'd love to tell you the story about this particular song. So I met Aaron through a mutual friend. Uh, she was actually somebody that I, I had known when I was initially married. And she texted me at one point in time and said, uh, I've got a friend from high school who's going to be up in the Ohio area for Christmas and is going to be visiting family. I think you two would hit it off. And she said, if uh, I gave you her number, that would be cool. And I was like, great. So uh, immediately I tried to sabotage the relationship by scheduling our first date at Dick's Den um, (laughs) during a very, very loud concert so that really we'd have time to speak maybe in between songs, kind of, and then when the set was, you know, changing over. And then uh, to double down on how good I knew the date was gonna go uh, after the uh, concert, I said, hey, your friend that, like, introduced us is also in town, why don't we all grab some food somewhere? Um, Because that's, you know, dates are always better with at least three people, so. (laughs) Um, and she called back and uh, was like, yeah, we can go out again. And I was like, cool. Um, so we'll do a normal coffee date this, this second time. But since I hadn't been expecting the second coffee date, uh, I actually went to the coffee place early and got myself a practice cappuccino and practiced the whole conversation <laughs> so that I could appear what people might describe as uh, normal, right? I could, I could appear normal. <laughs> And um, that actually worked out pretty well. Um, And I found out later that she had, over the Christmas break, uh, been talking with people who'd said, oh, yeah, so how'd how'd that date go? And she described me as, uh, in the same way that she normally talks about sampling beer for the first time, sometimes that first sip is really, really odd. (laughs) And you need a second sip to find out what you really think. Uh, so that's how I got my second date, which was a good thing, uh, and we really did hit it off. It was, it was a nice, uh, second date, um, it was only a little bit of day drinking on my part, uh, and, uh, because we went from the coffee place to a bar, because, you know, revisit old, uh, haunts, right, and, uh, we agreed to start dating. Uh, a couple weeks later, and uh, I found out that she was recently divorced, and I was divorced, and we had a very frank conversation. We were like, we don't really care for anybody's shit, so let's just do this, uh, you know, and w- without that. You know, if, if you don't like something, just say it, and if I don't like something, tell me. And I was like, straight shooter, good. That's perfectly, perfectly good. I, I like this. And, uh, you know, our relationship is based very much on sort of those eccentricities Um, not long after uh, we started dating and we were dating long distance because she lived in arkansas at the time she decided to move to columbus Uh, not for me she claims um (laughs) probably not uh but when she moved here she immediately started looking for an apartment and being the ever helpful person that i am i said i know a great place it's actually in this same neighborhood i live in Uh, and she said oh yeah well what's the what's the realty company i said well it's not a realty company it's people uh it's actually my ex mother and father-in-law they own the property and they'd be happy to rent it to you Uh, and she said oh okay uh and uh this was normal for me though because my ex-mother-in-law had helped me actually buy the house that i owned uh while i was getting divorced from their daughter so Uh, This was how real estate worked as far as I was concerned. (laughs) You know, uh, real estate transactions always work this way. Uh, And so she informed me the day that she was going to come and visit and see the property that her father had insisted on coming and seeing the property as well to give it, you know, a good once-over from his fatherly perspective. And uh, so I thought, well, that's going to be great. Uh, You know, I'm going to meet my girlfriend's parents the same time that my ex parents are showing the house to them. Fun. Um, And she decided to rent the property, which was um, very good for me. And then about a year later, uh, moved out and moved into my house, which was very nice because we were going to get married. And our relationship has sort of always been based on these weird little eccentricities, you know, I like carving weird wooden bow ties and having fancy French uh, tie knots so that I can be the fanciest language professor that ever there was. Uh, And uh, she does a very good job of appearing very normal um, (laughs) by cooking through like American cake cookbooks and, you know, watching television and listening to a normal amount of crime and murder podcasts. Uh, and collecting Starbucks mugs, which is actually where this song came in because eventually I live in a very small house, right? It's it's a very tiny place and so uh, we run out of room very quickly because she really really likes collecting Starbucks mugs. Uh, And I think we've got maybe 40 or 50 at this point in time and not all of them fit in the cupboard and so we have to put them away from time to time and she has Uh, a big cedar chest that she brought with her that is now in the living room, and it was empty, but now it's slowly filling up with mugs. And any time she wants to put um, mugs away, um, I have to pull out, of course, my music and play. And I will normally play pretty much the entire song while she sits there and tries to do this as quickly as possible so that I don't actually play the entire song Well, the last time I was able to not only play that version but also a live version um, <laughs> of them. I think they were at the Acropolis singing the song to a bunch of enthralled people. Um, and, you know, I'm comfortable doing this because really neither of us wants to get divorced again so I think I'm safe. <laughs> so... I'm glad you got to meet Aaron, and I'm glad you got to hear my song, so.